Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. So we're going to go into the Word today, so let me pray with you. Father, we have hearing ears to hear what you instructed us to do. I believe that Spirit of the living God, you're the greatest teacher there is. You're the administrator of life and godliness. We bless you this night as we go to the Word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go to the book of uh, uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 11, as, as we begin to go into this. And in Luke chapter 8, verse 11, we gave you some uh, longer verses in uh, last Wednesday night, but I want to start off here with Luke 8, verse 11. Now, this is the parable of the sower. This is the parable in which Jesus began to deal with the sower uh, sowing sowing the seed and into the different different soils that you have but the seed is always the same in every in every parable about how the seed how the soil was uh, receiving the word here is so crucial that you and I understand that the parable is this in verse 11 now the parable is this the seed is the word of god the seed is the word of god let me say it again the seed is the word. The seed is the word. Now, I'm going to keep repeating that. The seed is the word of God. This is a powerful, powerful thing that you and I comprehend. Uh, now, when he's dealing with the whole parable, there's two things he's talking about, seed and soil or soils. And he mentions four types of soil. But he only mentions one type of seed. So the seed is the word. The seed is pure. The seed is always works. The seed never changes. The seed, if it's the word of God, the seed doesn't change. You know, if you had a, a peach seed, the peach seed will always be a peach seed. It'll never some way, shape or form change as you have it in your hand before you plant it. And it pulls some kind of a trick on you and turns into watermelon seed. It'll never do that. It can never change who, what that seed is. The seed doesn't determine that. The seed is the seed. So if you want a peach tree, you have to plant a peach seed. If you want an apple tree, you got to plant apple seed. If you want, if you want uh, an orange, you have to plant an orange seed to get the tree, to get the fruit. So the, in order for us to get the tree, the substance of it, we have to have the right word to be the dynamic Christian God has ordered us to be. And so we do that by getting a hold of the word of God. Now, the seed as the word of God is an image, or let me put it this way, a picture of how the word of God functions. It's how God's word functions. The seed gives us a word picture. I want to clarify that. You know, there, uh, I remember being in school and you'd see a uh, have a, when I was growing up and we, they start teaching us words and language and sentences, what they would do is they would take us and to a book and that picture would have pic, uh, that book had pictures in it with a little word by it. It had an apple and then it showed you a picture of an apple. If it showed you if it had bicycle, it would say bicycle underneath it. So you had a picture, a picture of what they were trying to tell you bicycle and then have a picture of it so you could get an image of it and then you had the vocabulary to say it so the picture gave you the vocabulary B 
bicycle. And then you have an image. You could see bicycle. They didn't say bicycle and then show you a kite. They didn't do that. They didn't show you bicycle and then show you baseball bat. They didn't do that. They showed you identical. Bicycle and then they had the word bicycle. So when you learned the word bicycle, you said it. You could picture the image of it till they took the picture away. And then they wanted to make sure you could spell it, define it, understand, bicycle, what it was. That is how the language works. That's how faith language works. We see that the word of God's going to work. How? How do we get the word to work? All right. Here's the image. It's a seed. Oh, a seed. So if I can look at a seed and see the word, then the word as a seed must be planted like a natural seed. So God gave us this aspect of this. Now here is that process of this and we've got to comprehend that. Now, if you and I first go over and we compare this over here with this, and let me give you the process of this seed time and harvest of what we're dealing with. According to Genesis chapter two, uh, there's always seed time and harvest. Now notice this, the seed as the word of God is an image or a picture of how it works. Let me break down the a little bit of the process, if you will. Remember that the seed, as we get into this, the seed slash word, seed word, will need to be germinated. Number one, it has to be germinated. And then grow for it to produce fruit. You just can't have seed and expect it to grow. I just can't have my Bible and then own the Bible with my name on it and expect it to produce in my life if I don't have it in my heart. The word have I hid in my heart, David the psalmist said, that I would not sin against you. So the words in my heart, it's not about the sinning part. It's the word I hid in my heart so that when the opportunity to sin comes, I'm not going to take it because I hid the word in my heart. Let's put another word there. The word have I planted in my spirit. So when sin, which is of another nature, which I'm not of, tries to get in, it, I won't take that into my life. Now, let me say this to you here. Very important that if you're going to plant seed and the seed is the word, we say it by saying it. So, you know, that uh, we have today, I mean, if the, the earth, the soil itself, the soil in itself out here in the grass, it cannot and will not violate its divine order. Soil is designed to receive seed and regardless of seed, whether good seed or bad seed, the soil will take it and try to grow it because that's all it's designed to do. Grow something. So when you put seed into it, it'll grow it. I remember years back, Brother Kenneth Copeland made a statement and he said, you know, working out in fields and farms and that kind of thing, you'd make these fences to separate the, the land or to keep the cattle in and the sheep in and that keep it corralled, so to speak, let it run around in a few th a hundred acres. And, but it knew its boundary by the fences. But you'd put the fence in the dirt and over time, the, gr the ground would begin to rotten the wood at the base of it. Well, its design was not to make it rotten. It was trying to grow it because you planted it. So it didn't know any better. So when water came in, they treated that wood like a seed and they tried that ground no, doing its, its job, tried to grow it. And what it does, it causes rot on the inside of that. So otherwise it'd leave it alone. They would say, I'm not, I, you know what? That's not a seed. That's just a piece of wood stuck in here. So I'm just going to leave that alone. No, what to do with trees? 
When a, tree, when a tree starts to grow and the roots begin to give way to it, the, the, the roots and the ground and soil cooperate together and they give it water, they give it nourishment, they give it uh, uh, all of the things, the essence that it needs to grow, all the nutrients in the soil to grow and the earth, the soil just readily gives it up. Well, this is how you and I do it. Your spirit, man, is the soil. So the, remember, the seed, the word, needs to germinate and grow for it to produce fruit. Now, the principle of this that I just shared is vital knowledge for us when we start planting the seed or the word of God into our own lives and so that it can bring about the change of our life and cause us to grow as well as change in, in every circumstance, in the environment of adversity, it brings hope and help and healing and causes us to rise above. That's why we can say that in the midst of a storm, we win. That in the midst of, a, of this challenging lifestyle, the, the situation at hand, we're more than conquerors. Yeah, we have a right to say that. I know people say, you guys aren't living realistic. Anytime you ask, how are you doing? Well, we're doing great. We're doing great. We didn't say that there weren't challenges. We're just saying we're doing great. The challenges are not getting in us. We're not going to bow down, put our shoulders down, and we're not going to live in depression and suppression, and we're not going to allow ourselves to live defeated. We're going to rise up in the name of Jesus regardless of what the report says. Regardless of how our bank account looks, regardless of how our body feels, regardless of how our neighbors think about it, regardless of what may be going on, we say what the word has to say. That's our harvest of the seeds we've been sowing. So I'm not going to rip up that harvest before it's time. So let me give you some situation. Number one, let me give you a little bit of process here. Number one, acquire the seed. Or slash word. Acquire the seed. Now keep in mind when I give you these, it's seed slash word. The seed and the word are the same. So the acquire the seed. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I want to remind you of a verse of scripture in Proverbs 23, 23. It says we are to buy the truth and we're not supposed to sell it. Buy the truth, sell it not. It also says buy wisdom. It also says buy understanding and knowledge. So don't sell those items. How do you buy those? By commitment to the word of God. You have to, you have to spend your time seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all things will be added unto you. You have to study the word to show yourself approved. A work we need not to be ashamed according to Timothy. You and I have got to be steadfast according to Paul's writing. You and I have got to be so committed to the words of this life. If you continue my word, then you're my disciple. Indeed, you'll be my disciple and you'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 8. So we know that we were supposed to buy the truth by pursuit, by actively pursuing the word of God instead of the emotion, instead of the challenge. We seek the word by the truth. So number one, acquire the seed, get a hold of the seed. That's the word of God. Get the word in your heart. And now, my God, you are so full that whenever you speak, your words become the planting of the Lord. You're sowing out, out of your own spirit. You're speaking out of your own spirit because you're designed to be a speaking spirit. Now, number two is allow the seed. Now, listen close to this, to take root. Allow the seed time to take root. Don't go, the Bible said, makes reference, uh, you plant the seed, a farmer plants the seed, and then you know what the scripture says he does? Well, he goes home, goes to sleep, and then wakes up. 
and then goes to go, and then he goes back out, and then he goes home again, goes back to sleep, and then he wakes up, goes to the farm. But here's what he doesn't do. He doesn't go dig up the seed to find out if it's doing anything. He lets it grow, and then it says that in time, and we'll see this in here, he says, he makes references, so you and I have got to give it time for growth. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, the process of growth says this, give a, give a, giving us a word picture, once again, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted, number one, rooted, and then he says it grounded. So the word, the seed, the word has to be rooted in us. You know, you'll see some trees that are, that the wind comes and it's toppled over. And you see all these roots of this massive tree sticking out. Well, the wind was so strong, it uplifted it from its roots. It didn't knock the tree over, it took the roots out and threw it over and yanked it out. You ever notice these palm trees, as thin as they are, the winds will succumb, snap another tree, and this one just bends with it. It just, it just goes with the wind and comes back and forth and it stays steadfast. Those roots are so solid, they're intertwined and they're stuck to the ground. They ain't going anywhere, man. It's hard to get those type of roots out. Well, we are the planting of the Lord, so we're supposed to be rooted. And then number three, let me give you this last process, and that is this. Permit the seed to develop and mature. Allow it to develop and mature on the inside of you. This is so important that, that, that you and I get a hold of this. That we get a hold of this. And then, uh, because remember that uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, he says, that, and I'm going to read this to you, and it's so powerful. In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensively crave spiritual milk for God's word. You got to crave this. You got to crave the word of God as sincere milk. This is how you grow. And then he says this this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished. That's the message translation on that. You'd love it if you get a hold of it. And then number four on this is the seed or the word. Give it time and it will grow, enlarge, break forth, spring up, and then the blade will manifest. Oh, man, that's so powerful. Uh, Mark 4, 28 makes a statement. And the earth brings forth fruit in her of herself, of herself. First the blade, then second, the ear, or third, the full corn of ear. So this is the process of this. Now, let's go over to the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 11. Now, we've got to realize that it takes time to grow. And this seed time, this, the, the seed of word getting on the inside of us. Now, Isaiah 55, 11 makes this statement. For so shall my word be. Let, let me add that word seed in here for reference point. So shall my seed, which is the word be, that it goes forth out of my mouth. I'm a farmer. I plant it. And it shall not return unto me void. It goes into the soil and it produces. And then it shall accomplish that which I please. I sowed it out because I believed that I would get a harvest off of it. So it's going to do exactly what I please. Exactly my desire. My intent was to get a harvest off of this. I expected it to grow. I'm not surprised by it. I expected it to grow. The moment that you and I plant a seed of our words and we say, thank God I'm healed. Thank God I'm blessed. I already know that I'm blessed. According to the word of God, he blessed me according to all riches in, in high places. I know I'm seated in Christ. When you and I begin to declare the word of God over ourselves, that's when we get excited right then. That's when our joy hits, should not hit in its highest level because we believe that the word of God works when we speak the word. So when it manifests, that's not the time to shout and get all excited and run around. No, no, no. Thank God. I mean, we ought to get excited. Yes, but I mean, that's not the time. Oh, I was waiting for somebody to give me a word. You gave the word yourself, didn't you? Didn't you speak it out of your own mouth? Didn't you? You're going to get the harvest of your own mouth. Listen, I want to make this statement to you. So crucial. 
That anytime you get a word in the church, that's not, that's not the, the word you're getting in its entirety. What's happening is that should be, listen to the two words, a confirmation of what God affirmed in you, of the affirmation or readily, of what God spoke to you in your heart when you were alone. When you were in your own prayer time, God spoke to you. That's affirmation. Then you go to church and if the Spirit of the Lord directs somebody to do it and says, hey, the Spirit of the Lord told me to give you this verse or say this to you, and you go, praise God, that was so right on. And that's confirmation of the affirmation that you heard when you were alone. That is what that's about. So we need confirmation at times, but really what we solid need day by day is to live by affirmation. I heard the word of the Lord to myself saying, so, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, he said. It's not going to return unto me void. It'll accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. So where are you sending it? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 says, I've given, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, so choose life that you and your seed may live. How do you choose it? You choose it with words. See, life is, by, is a vocabulary. Life is just not eternal life. It's just not the existence of life. The quality of life, the eternal life is a quality of life where heaven on earth should be existing in your life. And the quality of God life comes from the God language. And the God language is spoken by faith. I have what I say because God already said it. I'm saying what God said. That's my seed planted into this soil called my own heart. The hidden man of the heart. The light of God. The illuminating of the heart in here. There's a spirit in man. But the spirit of God gives it, gives it insight. Revelation. It gives it understanding. The spirit of God on the inside. So with this being true. I got to know that this soil in here needs to have me repeatedly say what God is saying about me. When we come to realize that it needs time to grow, we won't get frustrated with time. Oh, Pastor Art, you know, it's been a few months now or a few years now that I've been saying this. Well, you know that from the day that Adam and Eve committed high treason, as we know that, God said to Scott, got together with them and spoke to them individually and asked, talked to Adam, talked to Eve, and then talked to the serpent. And he said, listen, my seed is going to bruise your head. Yours is going to bruise his heel. Right then, the word of God came prophetically concerning Jesus and what would take place in there. Now, there were two trees in the garden. Now, think about this. Two trees in the garden. The tree of, of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, Adam and Eve committed high treason because they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, the tree of life was there. They didn't partake of it. They took, partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, understand that. When Jesus came, died on the cross, rose again from the dead, ascended up into heaven, he put his life in us because he said, John 10, 10, the thief cometh not before to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come to give you life and give it more abundantly. In the garden, Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundant. There's life before the transgression and take, partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So where is the tree of life now? It's in our heart and in our mouth. The Bible said that the tree of life is in your words, in your spirit, man. So when you're speaking, you're speaking from the tree of life. How's, how's a tree grow? Seed? Seed. How does a tree develop? Seed. What is the, the fruit of the tree? The seed has the fruit in it. 
And the fruit of the Spirit grows when you and I speak the Word. The fruit of Almighty God has already been provided for us. You want more patience? Don't pray. You know, people say, well, if you don't pray for patience, you'll get problems. No, no. Where's, where's that found in the Scripture? If, if Listen, you, what you need to do is not pray for patience. Develop patience. Grow in there. Let the growth of the Spirit of God grow. Let the tree of life grow. How do you let it grow? By sayings. By planting, by watering, what you say, you do, you operate in this and you begin to flow in this. Now, let's connect or combine Luke, Luke chapter 8, verse 11, uh, with another verse scripture, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, where it said that there shall always be seed time and harvest. There's always going to be seed time and harvest. That's not the, co the complete verse, but for here, for lack for a time uh, restraints, I got to do this. Luke 8, 11, and the seed is the word. Well, seed time and harvest time. So seed time and harvest time is how this, this thing goes. There will always be seed time and harvest time. There's always time to sow seed. Don't ever let time and problems and challenges and worry get on you that you're not sowing the word. Speak the word only. Listen, since life and death are in the power of tongue, you've got to ask yourself, and then I mentioned to you last week, that, that those that love life, they'll eat the fruit thereof. Well, speak it. Your words are choice of silver. You're going to have what you say and you're going to partake of it. So many people are having sickness because they say sickness. They're having it. They're not turning loose of sickness because they have it. And they keep talking about it. We have the life of God on the inside of us. Yeah, but Pastor Art, there's been a lot of believers that have gone on to be with Jesus. That is true. Listen to the statement. Went on to be with Jesus. Isn't that awesome? They went on to be with Jesus. Living by faith. Speaking the word of God. Listen. I'd rather go, go when I do, my time is coming and when I'm going to speak. Listen, it's appointed every man to die once. We realize that. I'm not planning on leaving anytime soon. I got a lot to do for the kingdom. But however, you and I got to be strong in the Lord. You and I got to speak this thing. So if we connect this, so by this we know that if we if the, take the seed and the plant that it's sowing, it takes time for the harvest to come. People get rushed with the seed time. And they get a problem with seed. Well, Pastor, I've been saying it for, for years now, and I still got problems. Well, name one person who doesn't. Look at Jesus was sowing the word, and people persecuted him, ran him off to the towns. They tried to kill the man. And then they ultimately, the religious leaders, crucified him by the plan of God. But they did it. They were always against him. Even his own, even his own 12, they were with him. His disciples, they trained taught. Man, they were struggling with who's going to be the leader, who's going to be the best, all these different things. Being with Jesus, hanging out with Jesus just exposes the natural flesh and we got to grow and develop over beyond that. And so that's what we got to do. That's what all this unforgiveness and all of these challenges are. Bitterness and anger. Those are all natural things that were born of this natural flesh. But the seed that you plant in the midst, when anger comes, I am not going to hold that against them, not in the name of Jesus. Let me give you a key here. You do not forgive for their sake. You forgive for your sake. The, for, the forgiving part benefits you far more than it does them. Yeah, it may release them, but it, far, it, it does a far greater result in your life because you release yourself of your own bondages and chains. I'm not going to go to sleep with somebody else's offense. You just don't do that. So we give it up to that. Well, I'm going to get involved with gossip and backbiting. I'm not going to get involved with somebody else. Well, what do you think of so-and-so? What do you think of that person? What do you think of how they did it? What do you think of their challenge? You know, so-and-so, they've been confessing the word. Look, at they got a problem. Stop all that stuff. If it's not, listen, the Bible tells the book of, in the book of Philippians, makes the reference of it, that you and I are supposed to speak 
those things which are honest, those things of a good report, those things that are true, those things that are lovely, those things that are kind, and all those such things, and speak those things. So you and I are supposed to speak that. Well, Pastor Art, it is a, it is a true report. Yeah, but it's not lovely, and it's not kind, not beneficial, so don't say it. It doesn't have a reward connected to it. So take the whole verse, not one part. Take the whole verse. The truth is, that person is born again just like you're born again. And if they are, then praise God, they're growing in Christ just like you are. If they're not born again, then don't judge it for that. Why don't you go win them to Christ and then grow them up in Christ? Either way, don't judge. Don't criticize. Don't backmouth. Don't, don't put your, your emotions into this and become prejudicial and judgmental towards them. Come on, man. We should be this way. We're the Christ-like ones. We're the Christ persons. We're bigger than this. So the description of the seed being the word is important because every seed produces after its own kind. Now, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. King James Version says this, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit unto the unfaint love of the brethren, see that you love one another. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Verse 23, listen to this. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Oh man, think about that. It, it is what caused our new nature, our position of the old passing away and the new becoming a reality. We are born again. But this takes spiritual ears to get it. Now, remember that Jesus was approached by a lawyer of the law by the nighttime and he got a hold of Jesus. He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And the conversation went on and Jesus explained to him and told him, you must be born again. And he thought for a moment. Now, here's two men. One man asked about, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So this is a spiritual question. Jesus gave him a spiritual answer, but he interpreted what Jesus said with a natural mind. This is called sense knowledge. So he asked a spiritual question, but he had uh, sense knowledge backing it. So when Jesus gave spiritual answer to answer that question, the man couldn't comprehend it because he said, wait a minute, how can a man go back into his mother's womb and be then born again? How does that even work? How does he shrink back into that seed? How, how does he even do that? Jesus said, no, you have to understand this is a spiritual thing here. This is what we're talking about. See, being born again, not of a corruptible seed. Well, what's corruptible seed? Well, my father and my mother, uh, had their love became so intense, they gave birth to me. That natural seed that came from the loins of my father, that seed. That seed gave birth and, and it, it germinated in my mother's womb as, as it got together with her egg, and it gave birth to me. They named my, that seed Arthur or Art, and uh, I acquired the last name of that Aragon. So that seed was born after their own kind. However, it's corruptible seed. Now, I was born again of the incorruptible seed, which is well, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So the reason that I can say I'm going to live forever is, and abide forever is because I was born of that word. That word never dies. That word is consistent. The word is forever. The word is true. The word is sure. The word is purified. The word has health in it. It's divine life. The word has supreme prosperity in it in every level of description it is. It's the very essence of God. God is the God of love. God is the life giver. He is the hope 
dispenser. He is the one who rushes in and floods your heart with help and mind with help. He gives you peace that passes understanding. Your God is life. Your God provides faith. Your God is love. And all you got to do is say what God's saying about you. That is the seed. Now being born again, Jerome 23 again, not of, not, of, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed by the word of God. Man, listen to that. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Let me give it to you in another translation in the last few moments I have here. Uh, the Weymouth translation says this. Now that through your obedience to the truth, you have purified your souls for cherishing sincere brotherly love. You must love another heartily and fervently. You've been begotten again by God's ever living and enduring word from a germ not of perishable but of imperishable life. This is the imperishable life. It is the seed which is the word which we preach called the word of faith which is in our heart which we believe therefore we speak and have the God kind of faith. It is the word in our mouth. Last translation of 1 Peter 1.22 is the message. It says, now, oh, I like that. Now that, we, you've, now that you've cleaned up your lives by following the truth, love one another if as if your life depends on it. Let me add this. Your life does depend on it. The, your new life is not like your old life. Isn't that good news? Your old birth came from mortal sperm. Your new birth comes from God's living word. Just think. A life conceived by God himself. Well, now God conceived you through the death, the resurrection, the burial, the resurrection and the ascension and the seated position in Christ Jesus. And he purchased us by the blood of the lamb. You and I have been bought with the price, the blood of Jesus. So our confession of faith, our profession of faith, our decree, our speaking our understanding comes from when we say the word of God and it is from the life-giving God. Our confession are seeds of life, seeds of faith. The language of faith is the language of life and it releases the God life in our life and causes the seed to plant. It causes us to to germinate, it causes to force its way out the dirt and come up and grow into a plant, grow into a tree and produce fruit. And the seed is the word of God and I'm through for tonight. Praise God. Hey, listen, Jesus is Lord. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.